Welcome to the Meeting Point Podcast. More conversations and less conclusions. Welcome to the Meeting Point Podcast. My name is Amy Oberg, and I am the Women's Ministry Director for Journey Church in Kingman, Arizona. Today, we are in the third part of a mini-series called Love Anyway. This mini-series has four parts. Love Anyway, Live Anyway, Today is Learn Anyway, and next week is Laugh Anyway. This series explores living in spite of our circumstances because life is hard, and we really have to learn as we go. So the last couple weeks, we've been talking about a diamond and that there are many facets of reflection that makes that diamond beautiful. We all have something very unique to offer our world, and we are a piece of that reflection. We need to show that reflection of God to each other in our lives. Today, we walk into a world of informal or experiential education. Our lives are full of experiences that are strung together, and it's called our life. Whether that is going to the bank or the grocery store or church or school, our lives can be kind of a petri dish, if you will, of disappointment or trauma or abandonment or failure. Or we can learn how to learn. Our whole life is an education to be a disciple or a follower of Christ. And are we ready to rise up and shine as a disciple? So as a disciple, he or she has powerful life-saving gospel inside our experiences of life. But we also have to have the willingness to be educated in every way so that God can be in every piece. I want to talk today about the parable of the talents and the stewardship associated with those talents. The parable is found in Matthew 25 and is the story of three people given talents and they decide what they will do with the talents that they have been given. So talents can be seen as money or time or treasure or just talents in general. However, the Moody Bible commentary says The talents should be understood in the most general of terms, such as a disciple's fulfillment of his or her responsibilities, whatever that might be. So basically a stewardship in every way possible. So if you have been given a car, take care of it. If you have been given a husband, take care of that husband. If you've been given a child, take care of that child. If you've been given a job, take care of that job. If you've been given a gift, like a talent, then take care of it and do well. The way that you take care of those things, your responsibilities in your life, are the way that your light shines for the gospel. It's proof of your faith in God. Don't get me wrong, I didn't say salvation, but our good works are proof of our faith. And the people who have been given talents in this story have chosen to either steward it well or not. So we're going to read it out of the message version. The message version is a story, just like a parable. It's called the story about investment. It's also like a man going off on an extended trip. He called his servants together and delegated responsibilities. To one, he gave $5,000. To another, 2000 To a third, 1000 depending on their abilities. Then he left. Right off, the first servant went to work and doubled the master's investment. The second did the same. 
but the man with the single thousand dug a hole and carefully buried his master's money. After a long absence, the master of those three servants came back and settled up with them. The one given $5,000 showed him how he had doubled his investment. His master commended him, good work, you did your job well. From now on, be my partner. The servant with 2000 showed how he also had doubled his master's investment. His master commended him, good work, you did your job well. From now on, be my partner. The servant given 1000 said, Master, I know you have high standards and hate careless ways, that you demand the best and make no allowances for error. I was afraid I might disappoint you, so I found a good hiding place and secured your money. Here it is, safe and sound, down to the last cent. The master was furious. That's a terrible way to live. It's criminal to live cautiously like that. If you knew I was after the best, why did you do less than the least? The least you could have done would have been to invest the sum with bankers, where at least I would have gotten a little interest. Take the thousand, give it to the one who risked the most, and get rid of this play it safe who won't go out on a limb. Throw him out into utter darkness. Eh, that sounds kind of harsh. But remember, we're listening to a story. And there are a lot of directions we can take this story. But I want to stay focused on what we can do, not so much in what we can't. The two servants who doubled down on their talents decided to make the most of what they had been given. And I want to do well with the gifts that God has given me. I think it's quite self-explanatory what happened to the person who didn't do anything with his talents. He just buried his head in the sand and did nothing. The master decided to tell that third servant he should have taken the money and put it in the bank. At the least, it would have gained him some interest. That would have been the least he could have done to steward it well. Now, I know we don't know the backstory on any of these people. We only know what choices that they made with what they had been given. So one of the things I want to talk about is the commandments. It says, do not covet. And I didn't hear the conversation between the servants saying, well, he got five and I got two and I only got one. We don't want to live that way. God has gifted us uniquely and we are supposed to shine just like that reflection in the diamond. We are supposed to shine for Jesus. Regardless of what we've been given, we need to do well with it and steward it well because we all have something unique to offer. So in our world, the three people who have been given talents basically sums up everybody. Some gets little, some get a little more, and some get a little more. But we can all do something with what we have been given. The master was gone for a long time. So doubling down may have taken some time. They may have had setbacks and hardships and trauma and pain. And they might have even had bad trades. But in the end... They learned how to double the investment that had been given to them. We have an opportunity to double the investment in our life as a disciple of Christ. That's where I want to live. What has God given me and how can I double it for him? This leaves me some space in my life to steward my life well and be very grateful for what I have been given. Matthew 6.21 says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It doesn't say, put your heart in and then your treasure will be there. It says, put your treasure here and your heart will follow. We don't have to wait for our emotions to come first. 
We just simply do the right thing and our heart catch up. My mom would say, a sacrifice of praise is choosing to be happy and embrace my life. Because God has rescued me, I choose to be grateful. Now that is living in spite of our circumstances. Learn anyway. So let's just bring this whole parable into a real life situation. John Newton wrote Amazing Grace. And today we are still singing it. Hundreds of years later. He learned about grace and we are still moved by his words. Generations and generations and generations are singing this song. That is big scale impact. Okay, let's bring it into our lifetime. Billy Graham has invested in thousands and thousands. Oh wait, no, 3.2 million people have accepted an invitation to Christ because he is sharing his talents and gifts with the world. Okay, if that's still too big for you, let's talk about our community. What impact do you have in your circle of influence? Are you stewarding your walk with Jesus to be an example? In your church, in school, in the grocery store? Why does so much happen at the grocery store? But we can definitely be an example in the grocery store. Our community needs us to shine for Jesus. Okay, let's bring it even closer to home. As we walk through our daily life inside our families, our close networks of friends, our small groups, our conversations that are happening inside our homes, are we stewarding our walk with Jesus as a disciple and representing Christ in our places? Okay, we can even bring it down closer. Every day we have moments. Moments that are built around thoughts and ideas and moments that get to represent Jesus to the people who are closest to us. Maybe that's our children or our spouse. What are we doing with them to steward our discipleship well? Now, I can understand it gets a little bit uncomfortable when we think about our lives that way. But we've been given the ability to take care of each moment in our life because we have been gifted breath in our lungs. We can learn how to take care of those moments in our life. And it does say something about Jesus, our creator. It says something about our relationship with Jesus, which is the end of the story. Heaven, well done, good and faithful servant. I know learning how to learn is hard. And I know feeling like we're on display is even harder. We're not used to feeling like our world or every moment is being watched. But the Bible does say that we have a cloud of witnesses. Hebrews 12, 1 through 3 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Don't grow weary Don't lose heart because God is perfecting our faith and we need to fix our eyes on Jesus and run our own race. 
We don't really know how long it took the first servant to double his talents. It just said the master was gone for a long time. So how many trades did he have to make or how many times did he have to fail? But in the end, he doubled his investment because he was able to persevere. We shouldn't be mad at each other for the talents each person has been given. We should be focused on the talents that God has given us so we can double down right where we are for our own race. Every moment that you can learn, you can learn any way that you possibly can. Every part of our life is truly gifting us the opportunity to learn something. It may not be something you wanted to learn or needed to learn, or maybe it will even use. But maybe God is gifting it to you and trusting you with it for someone else in your life. Today, I hope you will double down on the investment that God has put inside of you. Double down on your talents, double down on your responsibilities, and take every moment to learn anyway. Thanks for listening to the Meeting Point Podcast. Lots of love. Can't wait to meet next week.